It's Garden of Eden, and I'm your host. I talk about what I like most. Garden of Eden. <laughs> Hello, this is Eden on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. I'm joined today with Seattle artist Ryan Henry Ward, um, more widely known as Henry. He's been described as Seattle's most prolific muralist. And if you've ever driven through Ballard, Capitol Hill, or really anywhere else in Seattle, you've probably seen his colorful work. Henry, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. This is really, really fun for me to do. I appreciate you reaching out. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about yourself that I missed? How you would describe yourself as an artist? Yeah, I'm a primarily known as a muralist, but I also... Um, I also paint canvases and do shows and build sculptures and uh, been doing it professionally, I think for like 13 years now. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, and then as for your background, I'm curious how you got into being an artist and how you chose this as your career. And it, it seems like according to what I was reading about you on your website that you were born an artist, but how did you envision your career in art and what did your parents and teachers think? Um, yeah, kind of just your history. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I love being able to share that because I, I feel like um, some people out there listening might have some points of connection and um, realize that uh, this is possible for them as well. I guess, yeah, from an early age, I was drawing a lot. And um, I remember just drawing on everything on the desks on all my spelling tests and everything always had drawings all over it. And, and I started a cartoon strip when I was like in third grade. And uh, it was kind of funny premise. There was like this blind guy and he had a pet alligator that he thought was a dog. And the alligator would always eat everything and bite cars and different and people and stuff like that. And like the blind guy couldn't see any of it happening. And he just thought it was a sweet dog or something. And then uh, when I kind of got into high school, I had another kind of more single frame cartoon strip I was doing. And I was working on getting that published in a couple different places. And uh, there was something in me that always kind of wanted to be a cartoonist, I guess, when I was younger. I, I love drawing and making characters and cartooning and but I didn't really know I didn't have like a really firm or strong direction It kind of developed over time I didn't start my professional career until I was like 32 but I started painting in high school my art teacher wouldn't help me paint I don't think he, he must have not known how or something but like I uh, kept bringing these drawings to him saying, hey, can you help me paint this? And he, he didn't help me, but I, I found some, uh, some paints stashed away in the art room, some old ones, and I ended up like just taking them home and teaching myself how to paint. And so that's kind of how I started painting. I was like 16 when I started doing that and then kind of painted through my 20s, just experimental, never worried about making it into a career. It just it was an urge inside that I had to answer to. I wasn't thinking, how can I make a living at this at all? I was just responding to a, a, a feeling that I had to make stuff that was in my mind. I, I like that your foundation is like you just had this urge inside you to make art because like as, as an artist myself, I totally relate to that. But you see, you started making a career out of it when you were 32. And I, I'm curious, when did you decide to take that step and say, you know what, I'm going to start making money off of this and this is going to be my job? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. I um, 
it was a really specific time in my life. So what was happening was I worked as a uh, social worker for a long time. And then uh, I kind of got burnt out on doing social work and I started doing landscaping. I was doing landscaping with my brother and we owned a landscape company. And I, uh, I got in an accident on a, a four-wheeler, like a quad, and I injured my back really bad and I wasn't able to work anymore. And I was kind of bedridden for a while. And uh, it was kind of a slow year of kind of therapy of getting myself kind of back together. And then through that process, I realized I didn't want to do a normal job anymore. I was like, I'm ready to like do my art career. I kind of like just was like, I'm just not going to do what isn't 100% me anymore, you know. And so I got some paintings together. I did, I think, 10 or 12 paintings and I photographed them and I put a little portfolio together and I went around to all the galleries in Seattle and tried to get into them. And um, finally, some one gallery let me in and uh, I had a show. I sold a couple pieces at that first show and decided, okay, I'm, I'm locking into this. And so what I did was a friend gave me a camper and I bought a truck off a of Craigslist for like $300. So for $300, I had a home and I drove it into Seattle and I parked it on the side of the road and I lived in this thing and was like, this is what I'm going to do now. I kind of got rid of all my bills. I didn't have to pay rent. I just had a cell phone bill. I think that was it. And I figured out kind of some alternative ways to get food and I basically spent 18 months in that gallery and I was selling pretty regularly. After about five or six months of being in the gallery, I did my first mural. Somebody asked me if I could paint a mural on their building. And then after that, I was just like super excited about doing murals. And that's kind of how that all came together and took off. Wow. That's a crazy story. I Yeah. Living in a van for 18 months, you said? Oh, I've, it was a lot longer. I lived in that truck and camper for uh, quite a while. And then I moved into a van and then a school bus. And then uh, I got some art gallery spaces and I lived in the art galleries. So I've always tried to cut back on my expenses so I could have the freedom to make art. Now I'm in a place where I can rent an apartment and have a good running vehicle and I'm living more of what would appear as a normal life. But it took me a long time to get there. Every time I made money to reinvest it back into myself and fund projects and trying to take as much of my income from the art and reinvest it into building my brand and my name. And Speaking of building your brand. So you talked about this first mural that you painted and you were really excited about it. And you have this super distinct style that is, it's so recognizable. You, when you see a Henry mural, well, you see the little lowercase Henry in the corner, but you know that it, it was you who did it. If you look back at those cartoons that you did when you were younger, throughout the years, has your style been pretty consistent or has it evolved? And how did you kind of find your style and get in your rhythm? Uh, yeah, that's a good Good question. I uh, I think it has changed a lot, but there is a lot of similarities too. I think I was um, a lot of my inspiration from artistic inspiration from childhood still like resonates, and and maybe even more that I became aware of my influences and accepted them and kind of honored them. And uh, my biggest influences were like uh, children's book illustrators from like the seventies, like Dr. Seuss and Shel Silverstein and Maurice Sendek and Quentin Blake. I was really into books and um, I, I loved reading when I was a kid. And so those images from those books really had a huge influence on me. And I wasn't trying to copy them or anything. It's just uh, I was noticing face expressions and 
all these different aspects of how they would illustrate that kind of like, oh, I have a hard time drawing feet when I was 12. Well, maybe I'll just do feet like how Dr. Seuss does them or something, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, and so some of those like old habits and things that I created when I was young because of those influence of kind of worked their way into my artwork. And I like it and I want it there because I feel like it connects me to my childhood. And I think it also helps other people connect to theirs. And it kind of reaches across many generations of people. I feel like I have a really cool opportunity to connect with people of all different ages with my work. Um, not very many artists actually get to do that. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense now that Dr. Seuss would be one of your influences because he, he kind of builds this world with all of his stories and his illustrations. And you do the same. You Your characters are, are, are like a part of their own world almost. I, I'm wondering, do you see parts of the world in terms of your art are you looking at the world around you and thinking like oh I know how I would capture that in my style and make that a part of my world I think it kind of comes in little unexpected little areas like uh today I was just stepping outside of my house and there was some leaf on the ground and it looked like a woman riding a water buffalo like I just and was like oh I have to I have to paint that and I just kind of stored that idea in the back of my head of this woman riding this water buffalo just i just her posture she was kind of hunched over and had this big hat on and then there was like the buffalo had his head dropped like he was doing some work yeah and just seeing that in a leaf you know so i'm not going to like art galleries so much and looking at how every other artist is doing something and trying to mimic it uh, i'll take some inspiration every once in a while from something like that but a lot of it comes from this more of long term of adding on to my own work that I've been creating for a long time and adding little aspects and kind of allowing what inspires me to keep going with it. And a lot of it, like I have a very visual imagination. So just closing my eyes, I see a tremendous amount of visual things happening. I see a lot of movement and color and um, things morphing into different images kind of popping out of that kind of lava lamp, colorful imagination. And I'll grab things from that and go, oh, I want that's interesting or that's interesting. And a lot of times it's just yeah, like a body posture or a face expression. There's also just this experimentation on the canvas directly. So while I'm painting, I just, I keep wanting to grow. So I keep challenging myself and doing things I haven't done and then trying to incorporate small little things as it goes. And that just kind of evolves over time. And your, your art is always, it's optimistic and bright from what I see, how would you contrast your art with your identity? Would you say that it reflects your personality or, or that you express yourself in your art? Or how would you, how would you compare yourself to your style? Um, yeah, I do think it's, I do think it's a reflection of who I am. You kind of have to look at like the whole body of work to kind of get there's, I mean, cause a lot of times my, my canvas work will show aspects of myself that my mural work won't because I'm allowed to be a little more intimate in those settings. Um, I'm not trying to communicate something as broadly to as wide of audience as with a mural. And with my mural work, I more want to leave it a little bit simplified and uh, for people to project themselves onto it. And a lot of it's like, I recognize that like five-year-olds are part of our public and want um, and deserve art that they can relate to and identify with just as much as an adult. So like my mural work has more of a consciousness 
on consideration of of the audience where my canvas work is a little bit more more about me a lot of times i have this complex feeling all these complex feelings as an adult you know that like mm -hmm. it's it's confusing a lot of times what we feel about certain things and i like those feelings and i like trying to take a feeling like that and put it into a piece of art like i can't stand this person and i love and adore them and or something like that right or i'm really happy but i kind of feel derpy and lazy at the same time or something you know or like yeah. uh, um i'm really upset but i'm excited about something at the same time I, I try to like find those feelings and somehow like to make those complexities into a, a piece of work at first a lot of times you look at it and you go oh that's happy and cheerful and then you look at the face expression of the character and go there they're just kind of like uh, half asleep at the wheel there, you know, or something. Most of my work does come from that place of trying to express this complicated feeling of being alive. I guess this is a good segue, if, speaking of these complex feelings, into talking a little bit about mental health. So I was talking about how your work has this like profound optimism. Like you have this I believe in you poster with Sasquatch pointing at the viewer and you you created this PDF coloring book that you sent to followers with the note, do you ever suffer from fear or anxiety? Also talking about like channeling your anxiety into letting your creative juices flow. Can you expand a little bit on that? Or do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share regarding mental health? Uh, yeah, I have um, uh, a lot of, I've had a lot of mental health kind of problems in my life actually. Uh, and um, before and after my career started. I've, uh, I've even been hospitalized a couple times um, uh, for mental health issues. Uh, and I've, you know, I've, I've suffered from some depression and anxiety and uh, some like um, delusions and different things like that. Um, and uh, sometimes that like experience gets really like uh, peaked out and escalated to where I can't even, I can't handle it. But um, uh, I, I find that like doing art and uh, painting regularly is one of those things that, that is really helpful. And um, I noticed it even like when I was a social worker, I'd be working with clients that were kind of in that state of not being able to handle themselves and uh, feeling super overwhelmed. And if I just made art in front of them, like if I just took out my sketchbook and started drawing pictures, they calmed down, you know? So there's a calming calming effect of um, making art and uh, uh, coloring in a coloring book. And I, I really feel like making art and having an art career is really what I want, but as a whole person, what I want most is to be able to help people, you know, and, uh, and I love uh, that we're all human and have hard stuff that we're dealing with because it brings us kind of closer together. If we're vulnerable and open about it, we can help each other. I make art, but I also like, I really care about people, you know, I really love people. And I care about people and I want to make and sell my artwork, but that's one aspect of who I am. Another aspect is like, I, I care about people. I don't want people to feel unsafe in this world. I don't want them to feel threatened. I don't want to, I want people to feel safe and secure and that 
they are loved and that they are worthy and that they are adequate just for being alive and being here. That your message is so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about art is like the, the profound impact it can have on other people and the way it can make you feel like, I, I don't know. I know that, that when I'm upset, drawing always makes me feel better. Some creative project always makes me feel better. And I think you channeling your influence for good is very inspiring. And, and I guess speaking of your influence, because of your murals that have gone up all over the city and your recognizable style, you influenced Seattle's public art scene and helped build the city's identity like when when we have friends from out of town come we'll point at the Henry murals do you feel like you carry a responsibility as such like a staple in in Seattle public art and do you think of yourself as this iconic artist that so many people recognize or has your work just stayed the same throughout and you've always thought about yourself the same I I'd say my like day-to-day life is really the same I I'm aware that I'm well-known. I'm aware that people are affected by my work and know me and know my artwork. You know, if I go out to eat, a lot of times people will come up to me and want to talk to me and different, there's different experiences like that. But the only way it has changed me, I think, has been to be a more responsible of a person because I feel like, oh, I am having an impact on people. And sometimes I'm not having a good day and someone comes up to me and wants to talk to me about my artwork. It helps me to get out of myself because I realize that they're having a moment that's important to them. They've been looking at my artwork for 10 years or 20 years or whatever, and have had a relationship with it. And they're, this is the moment that they're meeting the person who made that stuff. And my bad day isn't as important as that moment for them. And so it helps me put that stuff aside, get present in the situation and engage with them. Hopefully they walk away with a good experience because they have to live around this stuff, you know, like they have to drive and look at my artwork all the time. If their experience is this guy's a jerk, just because I was having a bad day, then that makes their experience living in Seattle worse, you know? And so I do have this like level of responsibility that I have to be aware of and conscious of. I try to let being well-known transform me for the better rather than let it get to my head and mess me up or something. But I would say like 90 percent of my life is pretty much just me going for walks with my dog or something you know but there is that little 10 percent that I have to stop and go oh yeah let's let's talk about it even if they don't like my art or whatever just still honoring their experience you know yeah for sure so you've I mean I guess you can always go up but some would say you have made it as an artist you've, you're well known, you've gotten in the groove, you've had so much experiences during the pandemic, you've created a line of masks, you do commission work, you've built a brand for yourself and a business. And for all of the creatives out there who are thinking, I want to go into art or do something creative, or I just maybe it's someone who doesn't even make art and they want to start. What advice do you have? Um, I think that there's there's a few things. I think something that's really important is if you're, let's say you want to paint 
um, it, I think it's important to use all your other skills to help you with that. Like if you have um, some social skills, if you want to write, if you want to do other things, to, to use those things to help advance your career or your craft. So you have to kind of think of it like, it's not so much about getting so good that you get recognized and that people come and grab your paintings and put them in their galleries and in their museums and stuff like that. It's not really how the world works as much as like, you have to make something and then you have to take that stuff. You have to go around to the galleries. I guess there's the Cinderella story or whatever of being discovered. And that's more of a myth. You kind of have to do it all yourself uh, and to take what you got, whatever it is, and really take all of your intelligence and all of your like, I, I spend so much time thinking about how to get my art out there just as much as I think about how to make my art. So you kind of have to put on different hats, I guess, like put on your business hat or put on your social hat or your, I'm going to be by myself and work hat. And those are like just different hats and you have to just take one off and put a different one on, maybe start a blog about your art. And it kind of doesn't matter what art form you're pursuing and not give up because no one's coming and knocking on your door and telling you how great you are, mm -hmm. you know? I think that is a great answer. Um, I will use some of that advice. Um, and I, I think that kind of brings me to the end of this interview. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I missed? maybe a little expansion on what we were just talking about is that I think that the world and a lot of times, a lot of creative people aren't encouraged by their, um, their parents or their teachers or their school to believe in themselves. And um, there, there is this world we live in that is, it's kind of hard for the world to accept you as an artist and um, I just want to just put the message out there that you can do it. You know, you really can. If you, if you want to bad enough, you can do anything and you just have to keep working at it and keep trying with all, in all the different ways that you can keep trying. Just believe, always believe in yourself. Henry, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been such an honor having you here. Thanks. This has been Eden on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, joined with Seattle artist Ryan Henry Ward. If you'd like to learn more about him, you can visit his website at ryanhenryward.com. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.